welcome to Rise, Pray, Love. This is Casey Baxley. And Kevin Blevins. And we're here tonight to talk a little bit about forgiveness. So, um, as you guys know, I often bring you things that I struggle with on a daily basis. Um, Seems to go in seasons, but this time I seem to be struggling with this. So I found this quote, and um, I'm going to read it here, and let's see what Kevin thinks about this. So it says, forgive yourself for not knowing better at the time. Forgive yourself for for forgiving your power away. Forgive yourself for past behaviors. Forgive yourself for survival patterns and traits you picked up while enduring trauma. Forgive yourself for being who you needed to be. Who you needed to be. So Casey. Yes. I know that you, not too long ago. Yeah. Were kind of. People sinned against you. People did things that were wrong, that said things that were wrong, told things that were were not true. Mm -hmm. Um, And you did some things that if people understood them in the proper context, they would say those things were brave, and yet those things, uh, and they were hard for you to do. Yeah, absolutely. But those things cost you dearly. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, a career you had built over what seventeen years? Yeah, uh, it was over suddenly. Yep, and you really probably had to do some things, and 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 maybe even said and did some things that you know you never thought you could do. Yeah, I mean, I, I had to stand up and and speak out on some things that I I would have never thought I would have had to adjust for or say, um, especially in the setting that I was in. Um, but I knew it was what was right, and and so I did it anyways. And yeah, you're exactly right. It was hard, and everything that I knew, um, people that I thought afterwards were friends. Um, ended up not being. Um, people believed things that weren't true. Well, I mean, let's let's be honest. Th- these are people. What you're basically saying there is these are people that you thought were going to stand by you. Yes. And they did not. Correct. Um, for whatever reason. Yeah. Okay. So, um, forgive yourself for not knowing better at the time. So basically, when I when I heard you read this, kind of what I was thinking was, man, this this person who wrote this is telling humans to give humans, meaning themselves, yeah, a break for being human, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So I I can't help but think as I think through the Bible. How many times the Bible encourages us to give somebody else a break for sinning against us? Right. Yeah, and that's what I found. That's 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 where my struggle kind of came in was is that I was finding all these things that were saying forgive others, forgive others, forgive others. And I thought, well, I don't have a problem forgiving others. Mm-hmm. You know, it talks about praying for your enemies. Well, I don't have a problem praying for my enemies. I don't have a problem forgiving what they did to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and and... I mean, even years later, it's still rearing its ugly head in different places. And, Mm -hmm. 
you know, I, I can do that part, but I am harder on me mm-hmm. than I am anybody else. So do you think that the reason that the Bible focuses on how we treat others is because we have, we tend to grade on a curve when it comes to us. I mean, I guess maybe some people are easier on themselves than they are on others. It's easier to judge somebody else, I guess, um, than it is. You mean it's easier to judge someone else be as wrong. Correct. It's easier for me to judge myself as right or, or be more lenient on myself than I should be. But what you're saying or what you're trying to draw attention to is there are times when we also can be way harder on ourselves than we should be. That's where I tend to go. I tend to go way harder on myself. And I, I verbally internal dialogue beat up on myself way more Mm -hmm. than somebody else does. And, and honestly, it seems like it's from, I mean, it goes back to some of the childhood trauma and then some of, this trauma, um, I've, in, I've endured that kind of speak in a lot of different areas, in a lot of different places. Yeah. And so I tend to not, I don't be, I'm not as kind to myself as I am to others. So I want to come back to that. Okay. I want to come back to what it means, what you mean when you say be kind to yourself. Okay. Okay. Um, but for a minute, let's focus a little more on forgiveness. Okay. Um, so... Do you think you have a hard time forgiving other people? No. What does it mean to you to forgive somebody? Well, I mean, I guess a lot of times when we talk about forgiveness, we're thinking about, well, for me, because I am a words person, and I am, if we, if we talk love languages, I am a words of affirmation person. So if... If there is going to be something that I need to forgive, it's not typically an action. It's typically a word. Um, so for me, forgiveness of other people is um, not forgetting what they have said, but not letting what they say hurt me. Yeah. Okay. So is that about forgiving them or protecting yourself? It's probably both. Okay. So typically, I mean, I heard somebody define forgiveness this way, you know, uh, as it related to trauma or violence, you know, when somebody has had had violence done against them or or has has been traumatized by an event caused by someone else intentionally. Yeah. um, That forgiveness was, I get to a place where I don't wish that person harm. Yeah. I don't necessarily have to be their best friend. Right. I don't have to, you know, intentionally spend time with them or or pretend like nothing happened. Yeah. Um, But I get to the place in my life where I can, from a healthy place, say, I don't don't wish them any ill will. I don't wish them any harm. Yeah. Which I have, I mean, that has not been an issue. I don't. Do you agree with that definition? Yeah. Yeah. So if that's the case, I, I think that. That forgiving ourselves is really super important. Uh, if we look in Colossians chapter 3, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to kind of read these verses in, in reverse order here, but to make a point. Okay. So in Colossians 3.13, it says, Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone 
who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you. You must forgive others. So, Jesus is, or actually Paul, but Jesus has, is, has over and over and over taught things like, you know, love your neighbor and, you know what, love people who hate you. Yeah. Um, so, it's this kind of upside down approach to the world compared to how the world teaches us because if the world says if somebody hates you, you hate them back. Well, what if somehow on the inside, if that's kind of our natural tendency as humans to hate somebody who hates us, right? to be angry at somebody who's angry with us, um, I mean, just drive down any, any freeway in America, you can right. see people who hate others that hate them. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think that what this verse is saying is that God would have us to make allowance for others' faults. Well, what if the other that you're talking about, and I know this is a little weird, and it's not really what Paul was talking about, but but bear with me for a minute. Okay. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. What if the other person is you? Forgive you when you offend you. Can make you, a, make can a, you offend yourself, though? Well, read the poem again. Okay. So it says, forgive yourself for not knowing better at the time. Forgive yourself for giving away your power. Forgive yourself for past behaviors. Forgive yourself for survival patterns and traits you picked up while enduring trauma. And forgive yourself for being who you needed to be. Okay. So it sounds to me like at some level you were offended by you not doing or doing all of those things. Okay. Is that fair? That's fair. So if you were offended by you in those moments, what you're saying is forgive yourself. Well, if for something to be forgiven, there had to be an offense. Is that not true? Yeah, I can, I'm, I'm talking with you. Okay, so if, if, there, if you did something and you're having a hard time forgiving yourself, the offense was against you, perpetrated by, by you. you. Okay. okay. And so what I'm trying to apply here is, look, if this applies to you for the sake of others, does it not apply to you for your own sake? Make allowance for your faults and forgive yourself when you offend you. Remember, the Lord forgave you. You must forgive yourself. Now, that sounds kind of sing-songy. Right. <laughs> right. And re very reminiscent of what the verse actually says. And I think we have to be careful inserting yeah. our own words in God's mouth. Right. But I don't see how those things could be true to us, applied to us for the sake of others and not be applied to us for our own sake. If the difficulty is that you've done something that you find offensive... And you're hanging on to it. Because, look at what verse 12 says. Okay. Since God, so here's, here's the reason why. Since God, and he's fixing to tell you what God did. Yeah. That's the reason why you need to forgive yourself and forgive others. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves. 
You must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. I believe those things also apply to you for the sake of others, and they should apply to you for your own sake. When you've done something you find offensive and you can't let it go. So since God chose you to be a holy person, Casey, whom he loves, you deserve and are actually, it's a moral imperative that you forgive that offense. Well, because is it saying here too that if you clothe yourself, because if you're clothing yourself with tenderheartedness, mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, then you can't, you can't have the other on as well. Right. But let's make sure we're clear. I know you. Right. I know how kind you are to others all the time. What you're saying, and I think the deep connection I'm seeing to this poem that you read. Yeah. Was that you're not always that kind to yourself. Right. Okay. Well, I'm saying that I believe this verse reveals God's heart for you to be merciful, kind, humble, and gentle toward yourself. Okay. God's mercy extends to us for our own sake, as well as the sake of those that are going to experience mercy through us. So in other words, if I go and kneel at the cross... I experience the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, and I experience um, an abundant life in Jesus. The main purpose of that is that other people will also see my good works in, in God and give Him glory. Right. Yeah, that's what we're always working for. But it doesn't give God glory for you to loathe yourself, the very one he loved and died for, and then try best as you can to love other people. I believe that God wants you to understand in your heart of hearts that you are cherished, that you are loved, that you are of value to him. And therefore, because you're treasured by him, you should understand that you are worthy that you stand not because of who you are, right. but because of who he is. Yeah. So let's, before I lose my train of thought, yeah. I want us to go to um, Ephesians. Okay. And I'm sorry, I'm turning as quickly as I can. Um, let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. Okay. In verse 12. Um. I actually need to start in a verse 11 because it doesn't kind of make sense to start in the middle of the thought there. But now these are the gifts Christ gave the church, the apostles, the prophets, evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip, equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. These things are not disputed tonight. Yeah, no. Okay. This being built up 
in the uh, building up of the body of Christ, being built up, uh, you know, equipping of God's people yeah. by those appointed to do so. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. So you've got the picture here. There are people appointed to teach and to spread the gospel and to make disciples who are going to go and spread the gospel and teach and make disciples who are going to do the same, right? And and that's going to continue, and we're going to keep learning and keep encouraging one another until we reach the fullness of who Christ is, Mm -hmm. which will happen when? When he comes back. When he returns. Okay. Then, when we reach the fullness of Christ, we will no longer be immature like children. We We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when the pe- when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. In yeah. Casey, that's it. Yeah. What if the source of those lies is your very own brain? Yeah. Is that it's any so easy? I mean, that's so easy to do because yeah. of all of the negative messages that we get on a daily basis, really. So. You have your past mm-hmm. as a source. Sure. You have your present as a source. Mm-hmm. And if you sit and think about your where you're headed, your future could could yeah. possibly even be a source sure. of lies that you believe about yourself. And so what does this passage have to do with any of that? Well, the fact is, God's given gifts to the church. Meaning, he has given us spiritual abilities to encourage one another, to build one another up, and to teach one another his truth, so that those truths can replace those lies. Yep. We don't have to be a slave to our sin nature. We can be a slave to God's righteousness. And there are some days that we do that better than others. Right. And that's, you know, that's, that's one of the things I, you know, God's blessed me so much with so many different people that I, because I am a natural encourager. Um, I am a natural person that likes to pour into others. Um, unfortunately, part of doing all of that will leave me empty. And then I start to believe those lies that Satan wants me to believe so that I am ineffective, so that I no longer encourage and and move forward and do those things. And so I think that's why that forgiveness poem statements, you know, felt so deep was because it's super easy when, and especially when those lies have come from somebody that you were supposed to trust, when they came from somebody that was supposed to be leading you Mm -hmm. as a mature Christian in the faith. Because they had access. Right. And, and so then it turns out that what they led you, what they left you with were these lies that you think, mm, could that really be true? Yeah. So what the, the key part of that is um, until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son, that's yeah. the hinge pin right there. 
because that's what makes us mature. That's what allows us to measure up to the full and complete standard of Christ. So what they did was um, instead of having unity in our faith, they were bringing dissonance into the faith, right? They were destroying the faith. They were trying to separate instead of bring together. And, the knowledge of God's son, instead of speaking the truth and love and, and, and using the gospel as their anchor, this idea that the truth is none of us deserve right. to be in his presence, but because of Jesus' sacrifice, we're allowed to be new creations in him and we're all made worthy in Jesus. Yeah. Those things were replaced by lies and half-truths and things that destroy instead of build up. Yeah. So where to from now, from here, rather, where to from here, Casey? Well, I think it goes back to it's a growing process. It's a journey. It's a, you know, it's It's one of those. Rising up. Yeah. Praying praying in and and loving loving out. out. Yeah. (laughs) All those things that God keeps giving me over and over and over um, keep coming true. And, and I guess part of, part of the reason God wanted us to talk about this tonight was just to encourage people, here I go encouraging again, but to encourage people to know that um, one, there are going to be the good days and the bad days Two, no matter what the subject is, even if it's not directly, like we talked about that forgiveness wasn't, directly said, you know, God didn't state in red, because if it's in red, Jesus said it, mm-hmm. you know, forgive yourself. If it's not, if it's not in that, God still addresses it and still gives us a way to handle it. Um, and I think sometimes if, if we're believers, we try to, you know, we don't want to, to get into the self-help right. society. We don't want to be reading all these books and have all these gurus tell us all this, you know, stuff out there that we can do that makes us focus on who we are. Right. But if things that have happened to us or things that we have done, either one, um, internal or external are holding us back from being able to give God glory and are holding us back from being able to affect others for his kingdom, mm. then Satan's one. Yeah, and, and the other thing I would add to that, the only thing I would add to that, because I think that is so absolutely spot on, is God, Jesus wants you to experience more of him every day. Yeah. Right? So if you are focused on these lies, yeah. if you're focused on these damages that have been done along the way, or if you're trying in your own strength somehow to make the repairs, yes, then you're missing out on experiencing who he is as your healer, who he is as your comforter, who he is as your restorer. And in experiencing him in those things, guess what's going to come? Love, peace, joy, patience, kindness, goodness. All these things are going to start to flow in you and through you. And now you're going to give him glory. And then because of the way that you are responding to his presence, others are going to be experiencing that who are in your presence. And then they're going to hopefully uh, see the source of that and, and come to it. So I, I want to, I want to go back to your poem for a minute. Okay. I think the way I might read this when you're feeling low, because we're what we're not saying 
Yeah. Is this is one of those super Christian pills that you take <laughs> that you never feel the ill feelings again. This fixes it right. forever. Yeah. I don't know those fixes. I, 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 in my own experience with Christ, I don't have those things that I can say, this is dead, buried, and gone forever. Uh, I have knowledge of who I am in Christ that I am forgiven and I am uh a child of the king, and I am victorious over sin. Yeah. But then when I stumble and fall, I can't say, well, I'm, I, I, that didn't happen. Yeah. Or, or, or I can't deny my own sin nature sometimes wins, but how do I keep going? Well, yeah. I keep going because I know that that's what God wants for me until he returns, is to keep striving for righteousness in him. Yeah. And so... Um, Forgive yourself for not knowing better at the time, right? God, thank you that you forgave me. And just because I didn't know better at the time, I know better now. Right. Um, God, thank you um, that when I give away my power, you're powerful enough to come in and rescue me. Mm-hmm. And that you continue to pursue me, even when I feel powerless. You are powerful. So I would try to take these phrases and maybe come up with a little unique prayer that you can pray that means more to you than me sitting here butchering it. But, but my point yeah. is, is that you can, you can turn this around where you're thanking God for the very thing that you feel like you can't do because he is able. He is more than able. And none of this that we're talking about is dependent on how capable you are. Right. Yeah, because if it was, I mean, I'd already failed completely. Well, you know, God gave us a couple of things to remember when he left. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm-hmm. And one other thing I want you to do, I want you to love people. I want you to love God, everything, and I want you to love people as much as you love yourself. What he didn't say is I want you to love people in spite of yourself. Right. Because God doesn't want us to spite us. He wants us to remember how cherished we are. If Jesus really is very important to you, Casey, uh, and to anyone else listening, and to Kevin, yeah. uh, you know, I say this to myself, you know, if, if Jesus really is the most important person to you, remember how important you are to him. Yeah. I've heard this statement since I became a believer at 14 years old and I'm 56. Jesus would have died for you if you were the only person on earth. Right. I don't know how practical that is, but I do know that it's theologically sound. Yeah. Because Jesus chose us. We didn't choose him. So, and he says that no one has the power to remove us from God once we belong to him. Yeah. Not even us. So 
Finding healing for these deep, deep wounds is a priority for him for two reasons. Because he loves you and he cares about you and he wants you to be restored and strong and viral, or excuse me, vibrant, uh, maybe viral, uh, that might work. Yeah, uh, contagious, contagious, you know, uh, in a good way. Yeah. But, you know, he also wants you to have that restoration so that other people will see that, so that you'll get on the radio and share that. Yeah. Like you are tonight. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's why, I mean, I think God has given me such a different path to walk it is for that healing process because I would have never taken the time to forgive myself for a lot of the things that have happened. Most of the things happen that, that I struggle with have happened to me. Um, but again, it's because I start to believe the lies that were told to me. Right. And what's, what's the result of believing the lies? Uh, ineffectiveness. Um, you know, I started thinking about the, the posture that I have um, with different people that I would interact with, my posture that I have in my prayer life, um, with whether I'm, re- whether I'm staying in the scripture or not. You know, you, you, you start spiraling into ideas that aren't anywhere close to the truth that started with one little thing that was said. So it kind of builds over time. Yeah. Um, So the longer you go with a lie, Mm -hmm. the the bigger the effects can be. Sure. Um, So it's really important that on a daily basis, we find ourselves being energized in the scriptures. Yeah. That we find ourselves uh, kind of, finding refuge in prayer mm-hmm. and that we, you know, really seek comfort in fellowship with other people who are following Jesus. Yeah. And that inner, you know, you have to protect who that inner circle is. Um, and you have to know that those are the people that you can come to with these struggles. And, you know, that's, that's part of what some of the people that have been listening to our podcast, you know, I, when we first started this, you know, I, I had the thoughts of who would ever listen to this? Why would they want to listen to this? I still um, have those thoughts. <laughs> and and we have recently been sent quite a few um, texts saying, because you said this, I realized that. Mm. I could take this next step of faith because of. Mm. And it just reiterated to me why I why we do this, why we take time out of our week to come and and do a podcast like this and be vulnerable. I mean, it's not easy to walk in here and say, Hey, here's my struggle yeah, and put it out there for everybody to hear. But it's so important because there are other people that are struggling with the same thing. Mm-hmm. There are other people that are maybe not struggling with the same thing, but realize tonight or realize today when they're listening to it, that they're now ineffective or they have been ineffective or, Maybe they didn't realize how much they were loved by Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kevin and I are supposed to be <laughs> mature-er in our faith because we mm. are older. Mm. But there are still some really hard lessons I don't think either one of us have learned. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the fact. I mean, the fact is we see dimly through a veil now. Yeah. Uh, our brokenness 
and sinful nature, maybe sometime we can talk about this, Casey, what, it, what heaven on earth actually will look like. Um, but the fact is, God sending Christ is all about reestablishing his kingdom, mm-hmm. his dominion, his reign over the physical earth. Uh, the way it existed before sin entered the world and calling us back to a place where we can literally be physically uh, without any barriers or veils or, uh, you know, uh, curtains between us and his presence. And right now we would literally be destroyed if we were in the presence of God because of the presence of sin in our life and because you know, when we are able to walk once again in a garden with him yeah. um, and he be with his people among, and not just with them, but among them. Yeah. Okay. What, what a huge difference that'll be. But until then, we can't see clearly all the things. And so what happens is, between our sin nature, which wants desperately to gratify our flesh. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I seem to have this really huge challenge with driving on the freeway. I don't, you know, <laughs> it's like, I just that. can't, well, I just, I don't know. But I, I, I just really want people to understand when they've, when they've been rude yeah. on the freeway. Yeah. And they, a lot of people have a lot of problems with that. Uh, they don't so understand I, why I, you're upset. I, no, well, no, they don't even know that I'm upset. <laughs> That's part of the reason I am upset. But, but my point is, is that I want to punish them so that they will do better next time. Oh, okay. Right. So that yes. my horn is a function of that, and okay. you know. Um, anyway, I digress. My point is, we we will fall into these traps that where we're trying to scratch some kind of itch. That can only be scratched by our sin nature causing us to do something that if we look in, into God's word and we, if we listen to the prompting of his Holy Spirit, we know it's wrong for us because it doesn't bring glory to God and who he is. Yeah. Right? And then on top of that, there is an evil one in this world, the ruler, the prince of the power of the air, who is bent on using all his powers and forces to cause as many people to remain in their sin as he can so that no one is bringing glory to God. No one is bringing light into the darkness. And he would that everybody, he knows he's doomed, and he wants to take as many of us with him as he can. And so those two things working together make it extremely difficult to remain above the kinds of lies and circumstances that you're talking about where we get in our own heads yeah. and we start believing things that we shouldn't believe about ourselves because Jesus came to redeem those things and to renew those things and restore those things in such a way that we now experience joy right. where there was once pain. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So as you've listened tonight, um, or today, whenever you happen to be listening, I hope that you um, understand that struggle is okay, that there is going to be struggle, that um, different people, different personalities, different environments are going to struggle with different things, 
and none of them are more or less important, that all of those struggles can be brought to the feet of Jesus, mm. that you can have a bad day, have a part of a bad day, um, and still bring that to him, mm. um, to, to have him fill you up to be able to be effective again, um, and then to know that those struggles have to happen so that we'll grow, yeah. so that we'll be able to handle um, those things again and again and again because of the fallen world that we live in, um, and and be able to to turn around and hold your head high and maybe change your posture for the next time you run into that struggle. Um, and so we want you to be able to to know that know that Kevin and I are here. If you want to talk to one of us, feel free to contact us either through our website, risepraylove.com, or our Facebook group, which is also Rise Pray Love. Join that and um, send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. We'll see you next time.